Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, would you open them with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 28. Hebrews, chapter 9. Verse 28. Amen. Again, it's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord with all you wonderful folks. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time. Everybody say the second time. time. Without sin unto salvation. Father, thank you for your word. God, it's already anointed. I pray it would just be blessed to... Amen to every heart and life in this place today. Help me to do a great job, Lord, and help me, God, to share the word you'd have me to share. Amen to, to be a blessing to this congregation in the name of Jesus. And we, we be careful to give you all the praise and glory, for it's by the grace of God that we enjoy everything from you in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let's praise God with a hand clap right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to preach on the subject, second is better than first. Second is better than first. Amen. Now, I know my sermon title on the surface doesn't seem to make sense. In most people's minds, first is always better than second. Only the first place team wins the championship. Amen. Only the person that finishes first in the race or the competition gets the gold medal. We typically only remember the name of the person or the name of the team that wins the championship and comes in first because that's what's most important in our minds. However, I want to share with you some things in the Bible that will show you that second is better than first. Amen. I know I'm being a little tricky, but it is. Praise the Lord. No matter how, you know, we, we, we think of, uh, when we think of Job, amen, no matter how we think about that story and all that that good man and his family went through, uh, you know, until the end of the book, and it's a pretty long book, amen, 40, you know, two chapters, uh, basically, uh, and we know that he went through a lot of loss in his life. We know that he went through a lot of health issues in his life. Uh, we know that he had a lot of relationship issues uh, because of these, this loss and these health issues. Be, with his wife, he had a lot of relationship issues in his life. Uh, we know that he was severely misunderstood by his friends because of all that he went through. Because some people in the back of their minds, I don't know if it's superstition or whatever, they see a lot of bad things happening to somebody. I don't care how good a person they are, they are. And they think, oh, they must have done something wrong to have all that bad happening to them. And that's what his friends said. Amen. But you know what? No matter how our life starts out, no matter what we experience at first. I'm here to tell you that God is the God of a second chance. 
And God is the God of making the second half of our life better than the first half. If we will let Him. Amen. Praise God. I'm here to tell you that we see all of what Job went through. But the Bible says in Job 42.12, So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. So Job's second was better than his first. I know you can't replace children. And his children passed away. But just overall, the Bible said God doubled portioned Job with all that he went through. Amen. I'm telling you, biblically speaking, second is better than first. Second is better than first. Amen. Amen. The second testament is better than the first testament. Amen. The second testament's the New Testament, and it's pretty old. It's 2,000 year old, but it's newer than the Old Testament, which is way older than that. And even though the Old Testament, amen, now bigger is not necessarily better. I learned that when I was a kid. If you don't know that a dime is better than a nickel, somebody needs to tell you it's twice as good, even though it's way smaller. Amen. The size doesn't really matter when it comes to things. And the Old Testament, it's a beautiful book. Uh, it's a beautiful collection of 39 books. And it's way bigger in a number of chapters than the New Testament, 27 books. Amen. But Jesus said, and the Bible said, the New Testament is better, and it came second than the Old Testament. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which is another name for testament, which was established upon better promises. For if the first covenant or testament had been faultless, then there should have been no place had been sought for the second. So, Amen. So I'm telling you, the first was instituted by the blood of animals and the second was instituted by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The first was good, but the second was better. The first had its promises, but the second has better promises. The first was full of symbolism, but the second was full of substance. Amen. The first could not actually save amen, somebody from their sins or forgive their sins because the Bible said the blood of goat, bulls and goats and sacrifices could not forgive sin. The second, amen, not only forgave our sins but made us a new creature and gave us a new nature. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1, For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers there unto perfect. For it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Then he said, Lo, I come to do the why will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Amen. By the which we will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Amen. How many animals died in the Old Testament? Amen. And it just rolled sins ahead. It didn't forgive them. But there was only one sacrifice. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of all the world. He died once for all. Amen. And all could be saved with that one sacrifice. Second is better than first. Amen. Now the Bible calls Adam... Well, let's just say, the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. It calls Adam, he's Adam, the first Adam, and then, or the first man, and then the last man. 
is Jesus Christ. We know that, that Adam was made in the image of God, that Jesus Christ, amen, is the image of God, amen. And there was a lot of things about, uh, you know, the first man is this, and the second man is that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 said, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, or the second Adam, was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, verse number uh, 46, Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The second was spiritual. The second man is better than the first man. Amen. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Second is better than first. Amen. I'm getting excited. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. For if through, verse 15, Amen. The offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The second man is better than the first man. I think that's obvious. I think there's no doubt about it. Amen. The first man was of the earth, but the second was the Lord from heaven. The first man was carnal, but the second was spiritual. The first man cursed us, but the second man blessed us. The first man bound us up, but the second man set us free. The first man hurt us, but the second man healed us. The first man made us walk in darkness, but the second man called us out of that darkness into his marvelous light. Woo! Praise the Lord! Oh, yeah! The first man caused us to have spiritual death, but the second man brought us eternal life. The first man ate off a tree, but the second man hung on a tree for us. Amen! The first man made us sinners, but the second man died for us and shed his blood to forgive us of our sins. The first man deprived us of paradise. He was booted out of paradise and nobody else could go in that came after him. But the second man said he would go to prepare a place for us. Amen. In his father's house was many mansions, a new Jerusalem. Amen. The second man is better than the first. You see, I know I tricked you a little bit, but really second's better than first so far, huh? Come on. I'm not done yet either. Amen. You know, our second birth is better than our first birth. Come on now. You knew I was going there. Praise God. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It means born from above or born the second time. The first birth, we were born 
naturally. The second made us a citizen of the country that we were born in. Amen. And in the second birth, it makes us a citizen of heaven. Praise God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 said, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Philippians 3.20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our first birth was carnal, but our second birth was spiritual. Our first birth will not keep us from the second death. Amen. The Bible speaks of. But our second birth will guarantee that the second death will have no power over us. Amen. That's why we must be born again. We must be born a second time. Amen. Our first birth gave us life, but our second birth gave us will give us everlasting life. Our first birth was made official with a birth certificate. Amen. But our second birth is made official when our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second is better than first. Second is better than first. Amen. Now, folks, the, the outpouring of the Spirit that happened that we read about in the book of Acts chapter 2, when, the, when Jesus said, go and wait and you'll be endued with power from on high, it was prophesied by Joel, the prophet of the Old Testament, that in the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And that was fulfilled because Peter even said it was fulfilled. Amen. On that day of Pentecost, uh, so many thousand, a couple thousand years ago, and it was a powerful outpouring. Some people, amen, they call it the wind. They call it, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the fire of the Lord. They call it, they also call it uh, the rain. Amen. A rain fell. Praise God on that day of Pentecost. Spiritual rain. Amen. Amen. But that, I believe God wants to give us greater rain. I believe when we come down to the end, and we're in the last days, folks. I don't know how long the last days are, but we're in the period of the last days. And I don't know what, what's going to happen, but I just know that God is going to need to give us more rain than he did to start the church off with. Praise God. Jeremiah 5.24 said, Let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter, in his season. Amen. So there's a former rain and there's a latter rain. Now, in farming situation... The former rain comes in the spring during, right after they plant the, the, the seeds and the crops. The, 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 that, that gets it going and gets it off the ground. And like the church, the seed of the church was planted in the day of Pentecost. And the former rain got it going. But you know what? Right before the great harvest time, right, amen, at the, in the fall, before harvest time, amen, a latter rain, the bigger rains, amen, not the April showers, but the deluges, amen, the coming before wintertime come and they help get the crops a last big growth spurt before they're harvested. And God, amen, is going to give us 
a latter rain. I believe the second rain, the latter rain, is going to be more powerful, amen, than even the former rain. Because we've got, amen, millions. They started off with 120 in the upper room. And 3,000 were added to the church that day. And great things happened. But I'm telling you, now we have untold millions. And God wants to add millions more before He comes. Before the angels come and harvest. Amen. Before the trumpet is sounded and the dead in Christ rise first and we which are alive and remain are caught up together. And so that latter rain is coming. Joel 2.23 said, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain, in the first month. So in other words, hey, he gave the former rain moderately, but the latter rain's coming, amen, with a combination of former and latter together to come for the last hurrah, so to speak, before he comes back for us. Amen. And, lo, and, and folks, I believe that God is coming back for a church that is greater, amen, than he started. Praise God. I know we look in the book of Acts and we see the apostles and, and they are, you know, powerful men and they started all the things that they did. Praise God, but I'm telling you, greater in size and magnitude and scope. Praise God that this world needs, amen, a church, a city set on a hill. This world needs a light to shine in a brightness and the bright and the brightness to, to, to offset the darkness, amen. And the church will be greater when Jesus comes back than when it first started in the book of Acts. Haggai 2 9 said, The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house, saith the Lord of hosts. And that's the house of the Lord, praise God, amen. I'm telling you, God it has a lot of seconds that are better than firsts. So I want to encourage all of you. Amen. I want to, uh, uh, you know, challenge you to say that, you know what, our best days are behind us. Amen. Maybe we had some great times in the first part of our life or first this or first that, and that's good. But I'm telling you, it's not over. Some people are saying, well, the former days are better than the future days, and, and we're just going to, you know, remember back and, you know. That's why some people are stuck back. Amen. That's why they, the Amish and, and, the, and the Quakers and some of them, are they, they're actually stuck in the time period where they shine the greatest in that period of time. They're stuck in that you know, era technologically, clothing and everything. I mean, they're just you know, a blast from the past, like you're going in a time machine. And some people, amen, are always looking for the, at the past, say, uh, best days are over. I'm here to tell you, oh, no. Amen. The latter house better than the former. The latter rain is better than the former. Amen. I don't care if you, if it was greater back then or you were disappointed back then. Whatever. I'm telling you that tomorrow can be the best days of your life. Praise God. Just believe. Believe God can do it. Because second's better than first. Amen. And the second coming will be better, of Jesus will be better than the first. Amen. I know the, the first was awesome. Amen. Our, our scripture uh, passage uh, that we read in the beginning, Hebrews 9.28 said, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. In other words, the second time he's not coming as his primary mission 
to die for the sins of mankind. That's not his mission the second time. That was his mission the first time. But the second time he's coming without sin unto salvation. He's coming to wrap it up. He's coming to show who's the boss and who's the king. He's coming to show all those things. The first time, amen, he came humbly as a baby through Mary. He came where he had to be protected. He made himself vulnerable. He, he, he had to learn things. And as a little, as a boy, he submitted himself to his parents and he grew up and he had to, you know, just go through he confined himself to human form amen and he learned a lot that he learned a lot about us through that folks i'm telling you that was a blessing Amen. He stood silent before Pilate when he was accused by the Jews and they wanted to crucify him. Praise God. They spit on him. They whipped him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Isaiah 53, talking about what was going to happen to Jesus as he was uh, being, uh, you know, tried and, and uh, you know, tortured basically and led to crucifixion. Verse 3 said, He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. That was the first time. He didn't come riding on a a white horse and saying, I'm here, amen. Even the apostles, they, they misinterpreted the whole situation, amen. And they, before he went up into heaven, they said, aren't you going to establish your earthly kingdom right now that we read about in the Old Testament? Aren't you going like, to take, take the Roman army out right now? Aren't you going to come? He goes, no, you don't understand the times and the seasons. We got something in there called the church that's going to start, and it's going to be a period of time that I'm going to move through the church to reach people, and then I'm going to come back a second time and it's not going to be like the first time. Nobody's going to spit on him the second time. Nobody's going to put a crown of thorns on him the second time. Nobody's going to whip his back the second time. Nobody's going to drive nails through his wrists and his ankles the second time. Amen. Nobody's going to beat him or mock him. Amen. Or give him vinegar when he's thirsty. When he says, I thirst instead of water. Amen. It's going to be a whole different ball game, brother. I'm telling you, he's coming in the power and the glory and the majesty and the might of Almighty God. Praise God. Amen. The people that aren't willingly bowing and willingly confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, amen, and God Almighty, amen. The Bible said in Philippians 2 verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus 
Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. People are will, we're, we're all willingly bowing right now. But you know what? Every man, woman, and child someday is going to bow whether they like it or not because they're going to come to the grips that hey, this was real. Hey, this Jesus was real. And he's not just a, he's not just a, a little baby anymore. He's not a 12-year-old son 12-year-old boy in the, in the temple confounding the old wise learned guys. Uh, amen. He's not the, the guy that's, uh, you know, that uh, says to turn the other cheek and has kids on his lap and blessing them and so forth. He's not that Jesus. Uh, amen. Uh, praise God. Even though God, was, he, God has not changed, I'm telling you, he had a certain mission when he was in his earthly ministry. But he's coming back not in his earthly ministry. He's not coming back as the same flesh and bones and blood that you see him come back. Amen. As a glorified, mighty God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. Behold, he cometh with the clouds. Every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindred of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. He which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Would you stand with me? Revelation 19 said, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, here he comes with his white horse now. He wasn't ready for the white horse when he was born because he was coming, amen, as somebody that was humble that was going to die for mankind. But he was, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he did judge and make war. His eyes were the flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it, it should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords the second coming is going to be better than the first amen I'm not saying the first wasn't awesome but it's different praise God second completes the first he started it off with the first he couldn't have had the second without the first coming he just came low key on the first foxes have holes birds of the air have pests the son of man doesn't have a place to lay his head amen he rode into town on a borrowed donkey amen he, he used a borrowed upper room for his last supper he was buried in a borrowed tomb amen that's just the way he was. He didn't come with all flash. Even though he was equal with God, he didn't think it a thing to be grasped to be equal with God. He came and humbled himself even to the death of the cross. But it made possible the glorified crescendo and magnificence of the second coming. Amen. second coming the beast and the false prophet will be defeated for lot forever 
the devil will be thrown in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. That's what the second coming is going to do. I'm telling you, it's better than the first. Praise God. Folks, we want to be on the right side of things. We want to be on the right side of all these things. That's why I just want to kind of reiterate as we close today that that second birth is better than your first. You know, a lot of people were born. You, you, we didn't have a choice of who or what parents we were born to. You know, what what country or what culture or what whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just saying we, we came in and we everybody's doing the best they can with what they had. Amen. But I'm just telling you, that's why your second birth affords you greater blessings than your first. Because a lot of times you can't do some things with your first birth depending on the situation. Some things you can't we can't change or whatever, but when you get born again, I'm telling you the sky is the limit. Like Jessica said, nothing is impossible to God and nothing's impossible to those that believe in God and let our expectation and faith be without limits. Amen. And let God be God and let's not put Him in a box. Amen. Amen. So, so we said, Jesus said, unless you're born again, unless you're born from above, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, see the kingdom of God, verse 3 was. And then verse 5 said, Jesus said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Folks, I'm talking about a better life. I'm talking about when God makes you a new creature, when you're a new person. Amen. You're better than your old person. Amen. That's why your new man and your new self with God is better than your old self. Amen. Your new person's younger, stronger, and better. And when the old, when your old self wants to kind of rise up and say, I'm going to take this, take this steering wheel back, your new person said, oh, no, you're not. Amen. I've been born again. And I believe my second life, my second birth is better. My, my second heritage. My second inheritance. My second. My, my ball in life is. I got, a, I got a whole different ball game now. God's open and wide open. I'm born again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So folks, you know what, you know what the gospel is? Death, burial, and resurrection. We just repent and ask God to forgive us of our sins. We get baptized in water for the washing away of our sins in His wonderful blood. And He fills us with His Spirit. Amen. And we walk in newness of life. A new creature. A new nature. Amen. We still have to battle our, our old life from time to time. But we have, we're much better off. We got a lot more on our side. God is in our corner like never before. Second is better than first. Amen. I hope you'll look at second. I'm not saying you still you know, want to come in second place, but you know what I mean, in a race. But silver is better than nothing, but you know what I mean. Second is better than first. You'll never look at second place again. Second, second to the first. It's going to be a different way of looking at it. 
now that you've seen it through the lens of several premier Bible principles and stories that we looked at right here. Praise God. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Man, amen. The Bible said Enoch walked with God. It was not because God took him. He had this testimony, amen, before he was translated that he pleased God. Elijah was picked up, amen, by a horse, horses of fire and a chariot of fire. And God took him to heaven while he was alive, never to be seen again until he was showed up with Moses on, uh, on the mountain transfiguration when Jesus was in his earthly ministry. The Bible said that someday in the future, we don't know when it's going to be, but it could happen any time that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'm going to fly away. I'm going to fly away. Praise God. We're all going to leave together. Amen. One way or another, whether we die or fly, we're all going together. you realize that will forever so shall you ever be with the Lord the Lord will always be with us he's always with us now but you talk about always being with God we have a promise once we fly out of here whether through the grave or we're alive and remain we shall ever be with the Lord nothing's ever going to get us or bother us we're going to be changed Mortal is going to cope immortal. This corruptible is going to be incorruptible. We, sh we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, when the trump of God shall sound, shall sound, and we shall be changed. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? the God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He always gives us the victory. Woo! Praise the Lord! What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.